Are you longing for real life change and lasting impact? Here at More to Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam. And together, we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. Welcome back to part two, where we're going a little deeper into this episode's topic. Join us now as we continue where we left off last time. Yeah. Oh, and you set it up. Isaiah 30, 19 to 21. Perfect. Life verse. I love it. Um, It says, how gracious will he be when you cry for help? As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> huh. And you know, I, I heard in that verse, the bread and the water, and you're like the hospitality girl. How interesting that that is your <laughs> verse. I don't think I've ever heard that verse before, but you are, when I think of you, I think of you set the table mm. for the kindness of God to be experienced. And so no wonder that verse is so meaningful to you. How interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm tickled. I love it. All right. Well, go, so give us take, the word here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say, if let's take a few minutes and just kind of dig into this passage, Ephesians. Uh, wow, where do we go? Let me reference it back. Ephesians um, 2, 1 through 10. There we go. Yeah. Um, there are four phrases that jump out at me. And of course, you know, print this out, underline it in your Bible. God's going to share other things through his word too that are going to speak to you. But four things I really want to draw out today. Uh, the first one is the phrase, we're dead. Ephesians says that you were dead in your sins. You were dead in your trans- trespasses. Um, and I want to just really draw out the idea that um, the word says here, we weren't just sick. We weren't just needy. We weren't just broken, but we were literally DOA, not breathing. And God breathed life into us. And I think that is powerful. Um, there's a rhythm in the Old Testament as we um, kind of dig through it of looking back at the past at what God has done, choosing to leave behind the past, and then moving into what God is doing and what he will do. Um, And I think this is really powerful, this understanding that in Christ, the dead part is past tense. Um, And so we can dance in that. We can rejoice in that, that we aren't dead anymore. We are alive. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing I want to just kind of draw our attention to is because of his great love, while we were dead, He made us alive. And I think what is so just powerful to me about this is while we were dead, meaning we had nothing to attract God. We didn't ask for it. We didn't have anything in us, not even a breath in us to say, I need you. While we were still dead, he came to us. And why? Why he did that? And, um, you know, part of my story is really starting to understand and still 23 years into marriage, understanding what does love really mean? Um, but love, God's love, means driving someone to come after someone. He He mm. came after us. Um, oh, it's good. And mm. if you are, you know, listening today, my sweet sister, and you are in a place where you feel like it's hopeless, um, you've maybe been on the ugly side of, of human love. Mm. God's love is coming after us. <laughs> And it doesn't require us to do anything or give anything. The third um, passage I want to just kind of point out for us today is raised us up in the coming ages. And there's this cool kind of um, 
dichotomy, I think that's the word, and there's a going back and a going forward here. So he has already raised us up, but then in the coming ages, what he will do. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we get to a place in life and I think it might be being in the throes of young motherhood. It might be um, in a scary place in marriage. It might be waiting for the person that we believe God might have for us as a spouse out there somewhere. Um, whatever it might be when we're at our very darkest moments, um, I think we can start to think there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is no hope going forward. Um, but God points out again here what he's already done positionally when we come to him in Christ. He's already raised us up. He's mm. moved us to a new position of life. But then also he's got good stuff to come that we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. um, so hold on. <laughs> That's good. Because he can and he will. So this last phrase I want to bring up, and this is the one that just gives me goosebumps. <laughs> so I am a photographer by trade, um, and Lisa and I both, for those that are girls that are here, you know, we're, we're writers. We love words, pretty words. And so this next phrase gets me all excited. Um, we are God's handiwork, created to do good works, prepared in advance for us. And the word handiwork I think the translation, Lisa, that you read uses the word masterpiece. Right. Um, the original Greek word poema is used there. And it um, loosely can translate to poem, but there are some other ways you can read that intention. It signifies the intention of the artist, mm. the structure of the creation, the rhythm, artistry. Um, it can also be interpreted, and I loved this when I went digging, as fabric. Oh. Um, we literally are the fabric, the tapestry, the artwork of the artist or maker. Mm. And one of the, I mean, I, I just, I'm so visual. So I, I went down this little tangent. Um, one of the images that I got in my mind is a beautiful tapestry. And, um, you know, I, I love to wander through museums. One of my, my youngest kiddo too, he's a, a museum junkie and I'll stand in front of a piece of art forever a tapestry is something that can hang on a wall and it's beautiful. It's pretty to look at. Sometimes it's got, you know, little nibs in it where the fabric is, um, you know, changes as, as the tapestry is being made, but you can see the mark of the maker in that piece mm. of fabric, which is beautiful. That is so good. You can see the mark <laughs> of the maker. I did not see you going there. That is so good. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, but also I'm thinking about, um, a tapestry or a blanket also has a purpose. You know, the tapestries in, in castles were hung on walls and they were put on floors to warm the people who lived in those stone cold buildings. Literally, they were warming them. Today, we, you know, I have baskets full of cozy, me, the, the homemaker, I have baskets yeah. full of cozy blankets in my house. Um, but blankets can work just as well to warm a new baby as they can to, you know, put, go on the lap of an older lady. Um, and there's such a, a cool, I don't know, for me, symbolism there that in the same way, God's mark is on us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are little nubs and there are little, um, you know, we may have quirks, we may have um, scars where we've walked through hard things. But those, even though they're hard things, they're still part of the mark of the maker. They're still part of shaping who we are. My dad would not have illustrated the tenderness of God to me the way he did if he hadn't walked through hardship himself. Right. Um, and he has a purpose for us. And this, I know as a coach, Lisa, this makes your coach heart. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. Go there, girl. Go there. <laughs> yeah, 
has a purpose for each one of us. We're to look beautiful. We reflect his artistry, but also he has, you know, places, seasons in our lives where we're going to do different things for different people. It may be, again, it may be, maybe you're a college student and you're in a place where you're just offering sweet hope for the girl down the hall who can't get through her, you know, her finals. It may be that, that you are an older woman and there's just a mama in your church who desperately needs you to love on her and offer to babysit for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, but God has purpose for us. (laughs) I know. So as you were describing tapestry, what's in my, I have two things in my mind. It's, it's perspective because if you look at the back of a tapestry, it's ugly or potentially ugly. Maybe it's beautiful, but it definitely looks like a mess. And so where are we standing today? Are we looking from the vantage point of the right side of the tapestry where God is about the business of the work? Or are we looking uh, at the backside where it's a mess in the making still? Yes. And and the other thing that came to mind, um, my favorite museum is located about 45 minutes from where we live. And uh, when you come in the grand entrance, they have this tapestry hanging on this wall. Beautiful, beautiful. It's the size of a Broadway theater set. It was the backdrop of a a ballet. But, of course, you don't know what it is until you get up close and read the little, you know, five-by-seven plaque next to it. And what I always find so fascinating when I walk in and I see this tapestry is it changes its perspective depending upon how close you get to it. Mm. When you're all the way back at the entrance, you see the full picture and you understand that that red color is the sun and that green strip is the grass. It has context. But as you come up real close to it, you can see the little itty bitty pieces of color and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Right. And so I think that when we're so close to our own story, it doesn't make sense. But the vantage point is, is amazing. And I, I just had the chance recently to speak at an event from my hometown and there were women that have known me for 20 years. Mm. And they came up to me afterwards and grabbed my shoulders and squeezed my cheeks and said, <laughs> look at what God has done in your life. Yes. Because they have a 20-year vantage point. It's like they're standing at the back of the museum looking at this tapestry and able to see the whole picture. Meanwhile, I'm realizing my sin issues, you know, 20 seconds earlier because <laughs> I'm so close to what's going on and my struggles and my insecurities or the conflicts or whatever it is may be. Sometimes it's just super helpful to take that stand back to see yes. God's design of our lives. Yeah. And you, you know, you really touched on it. And again, I, I kind of refer back to, we see it in this passage in Ephesians. We also see it throughout the word, that sort of rhythm of, Look back at what has been done, what has happened. Mm-hmm. Walk away from what has been in the past and lean forward into what God has for us in the future. And that is really our heart for you um, as we're sharing our stories, as we're digging into the word together. Just that as you're listening, you'll be challenged to do that. Look back at what's what's in the past, good and the bad, the pretty mm-hmm. and the ugly. Look at the backside of the tapestry. Look at the beautiful art being created. Um turn from those things that God calls us to turn from and then lean forward to the beauty that he has for us, both in this life and in the life to come. That's awesome. So we have got to wrap up here. I'm going to um, offer our challenge questions mm-hmm. and then would love for you to close us in prayer, Angela. It's been so sweet, a sweet time. 
So here's the challenge questions. Uh, is it time for you to live as that new creation in Christ or even come to him for the first time? Maybe, maybe that's where you're at of Jesus. I don't know who you are, but I want to know and I'm ready to yield my life to you. Or maybe it's a it's about the time for you to say, okay, we're moving forward into the new thing. And then how is God calling you to see his work in your life from his perspective, creating you as that purpose, purposeful ma masterpiece, that handiwork, that poem, that story in his image, so that you can join him in the work that he has called you to. So would you pray for us? Yes. Okay. Lord, we want to thank you so much for the sweetness of fellowship. Thank you for the opportunity to share stories and hearts with one another, to really throw up our hands and, and celebrate what you have done, what you are doing, and what you still have yet to do. And I pray, God, for each of our sisters listening right now, um, maybe there's a, a sweet friend we don't know yet who doesn't know you personally. I pray, God, that our hearts and our words this morning would just be an encouragement to her to open up her heart and her life to you, to become your daughter through Jesus. And God, um, for those sisters who know you and are walking with you, I pray that for each of us, we would be encouraged to just um, look back at what you have done, to, to look at the messy side of things, to look at the broken places, and yet see the beauty of your artwork. Um, I pray that we would look at what you are doing in our lives now and that we would um, be hungry to see how you want to use us. You have a purpose for us. You have... Um, places you call us to serve. I pray that our eyes would be open to that, that we would be willing to say, yep, I'm yours and I'll do what you ask. And then God, I pray that we would look forward with great hope to the beautiful things we can't even imagine that you have yet to do in the life to come. We love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are a God who desires to transform us and to make us into your image. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the More to Be podcast. We're praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during our time together today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day.